Hello and welcome to another edition of The Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh. That's me, Kelly Singh. You can find me at Twitter at Kelly in Phoenix and the pod at Sick Pod Kelly. Today I have a special guest. We're going to have a little head to head matchup talking about week three. Let's get into it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh. The sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick, sick. And we're back. As I said, I have a very special guest today. I have my guest, Blaine Griesek, and he is the staff writer for uh, Turf Show Times and covers the Los Angeles Rams at SB Nation. You can find him on Twitter at B. G-R-I-S-A-K-D-T-R, B. Grisak, D-T-R. You know, I just had to get that phonetically. I didn't want to like totally mutilate it. It's all good. It's uh, it's definitely not the easiest e- easiest name for sure. But um, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this matchup. Big game for both teams. So um, yeah, th- thanks again for having me on. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, looking forward to getting, getting into it. It is really, um, I think it is going to be a really good matchup. And I haven't actually done a podcast like this where it's the two teams playing each other, but I know people really enjoy that. Um, So it's something that I'm very excited to do with you today. And I even messaged you on Twitter. I'm like, I haven't really done this before. What should we discuss? But where I want to start is your Rams fandom and how that grew in to a career. I'm fascinated. Yeah, so it's it's pretty random because so they they they, they started off in St. they were in St. Louis obviously before they, they got to Los Angeles but like I I have no connection to Los Angeles or St. Louis. I'm I'm originally from Montana but um, kind of growing up when I first started watching football, they were the greatest show on turf and honestly they were just they were so fun to watch. Like anybody I think watching football at that time just that that, that 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 was the team you wanted to watch just because I mean that offense was it's one of the best offense ever for a reason. Um, fell in love with Kurt Warner's story. He became became my favorite player, and then um, I've kind of just been a fan ever since. And then um, growing up, I, I just kind of I always wanted to be a sports writer. It's just kind of what I wanted wanted to do. So um, starting college, I started writing for Ramblin' Fan over at Fan Sided, and that kind of got over to the to the Ram to Rams Wire with USA Today when, when they first started. And then um, Jake Allenbogen and I started Downtown Rams, and I was kind of with him for, geez, uh, five or six years. And I just started at Turf Show Times about a month ago. And, yeah, it's been a, been a long journey, but um, wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world. I love that. It's, it's a very relatable story um, for a lot of us who do podcasting and sports writing. It's just how that transition happens always makes me smile because it's so relatable, especially a lot of people who listen to this show too. So um, I love how you could take your fandom and put it into a career. I love that you mentioned Kurt Warner. 
Right, yeah, there's a connection with both, both the Rams and the Cardinals. But you okay. know, I, I, I love hearing everybody's story. Stories getting getting into sports because it's so, it's so different for everybody. Everybody kind of has their own path, and it's kind of fun to see where where where, where everybody started. Agreed. It's one of my favorite parts of doing this. Um, so let's talk about this game, Week Three. I know for my Cardinals, Week One, I just don't want to talk about it. I'm going to pretend that never happened. Week same, two, same, same, same. Week two, there is a ton of momentum moving in to this game coming off of week two into week three. The biggest comeback in franchise history, basically. I don't, I was at a loss for words on Tuesday when I was recapping because honestly, I was just disgusted with the first half and then all of a sudden it was the best game ever so as we move into week three I'm a little little nervous playing the Rams not gonna lie but I do feel like we might have an advantage I'll tell you why later but I want to hear what are you looking forward to most about this matchup um yeah I mean it's kind of crazy these two teams kind of their first two weeks are eerily similar i mean the first week they both got blown up by these afc powerhouses and then last week the cardinals have this emotional roller coaster game where like i was watching i, I was kind of just kind of score watching the first time i was like ooh, the, the cardinals like they go oh and two this is this could be kind of this does, does Cliff kingsbury make it to get make it to the middle of the season despite signing a contract extension and then um in the second half it was Kyler go do stuff and I mean, there were times where he made the Raiders' defense look like they were, came straight out of a, straight out of a Madden video game. Just just hanging there in the pocket for eight plus seconds was just crazy. Um, and then the Rams, they have they somehow become the team that almost blew a twenty-eight to three lead to the Atlanta Falcons, who are the team that's like infamous for blowing a twenty-eight to three lead, and they were able to kind of hang on. But in this game, I'm I'm just really looking forward to you know this is the first team time these two teams have met since the NFC Wild Card game. Um, so like what adjustments do both teams do both teams make? Um, like I said, that you know, they're both coming off these emotional roller coaster type games. Like how, how do they bounce back off of that? Um, yeah, this is I, I think it's gonna be a really fun matchup. I agree. And you talk about uh being allowed in the pocket for so long. I think that two-point conversion was like 20 seconds or something, just hanging out, figuring out what to do. Um, and that's promising for me looking ahead, our, uh, defense or O-line, uh, keeping Kyler safe there. And then the defense allowed, I I believe like the fewest points this last week. So I was very pleased with our defense. It wasn't terrible. It was much better, (laughs) much, much better, but the Rams have a good defense. So... Yeah, I, I don't think Aaron Donald's going to let Kyler Murray hang out in the pocket for, for, no. for 20 plus seconds. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the Cardinals looked a lot better there in the second half. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, the Rams, too. I mean, just Josh Allen was t- taking whatever taking whatever he wanted, basically, in, in the first game. And then um, last week, the, the Rams come out a lot much better on defense. Really, they put in some bad posi- bad, bad positions with some staff or turnovers and the, and the special teams um gaff with the with the with the pump block but realistically they, they only allowed 10 10 points if if, if, you, if you add context and um 
And then, I mean, the, the Cardinals last year in the, in the NFC wildcard game without DeAndre Hopkins really struggled to move the ball against the Rams defense. So, you know, what did, what adjustments does Cliff Kingsbury make to, um, to, 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 to really hang in there? Because, yeah, this is a really big game for both teams. You're right. I think we saw a preview of that. That was one of my points in the wrap up last of uh, last episode this week was uh, we have people that clearly know how to step up and step in and they may not be DeAndre Hopkins, but they're doing the job uh, that we need them to do. So I think it's going to be a very good game, a very close matchup. And uh, there are implications win and loss for both of these teams. And I think um, you hit on it earlier for the Cardinals. It means for them, it means does Cliff Kingsbury continue? There's already headlines out here in Phoenix about uh, potential for him to move to ASU and coach. Um, So that's really interesting (laughs) when we are only in week three of the NFL. Um, So obviously a loss puts a a big, big, ugly spotlight on the coaching position here in Phoenix. What does a loss mean for the Rams, do you think? Um, I mean, it's it's huge. I mean, this is a team that I I, I don't want to – I don't want to say that they were favorites to repeat or anything, but I I think that they're a team that they're definitely in contention to – Run the table again and 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 go to the NFC and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl just because the NFC is so wide open. But I mean, they lose to the Cardinals here on the road. They have the 49ers next week, and I think everybody knows the Rams' record against the 49ers. It's it's not great, and I think Jimmy G being the quarterback there now um, with Lance's just really tragic injury last week kind of changes some things and gives them a gives them a veteran and and um, yeah, I, I, I think Jimmy G's probably probably the better quarterback right now, but. Um, yeah, it's it's his, his record against the Rams is, is really good. So um, that that that, that, that could be lost next week. Rams, Rams lose on Sunday. That they're sitting at one and three after that. And then I mean, the Dallas Cowboys defense is looking really good. They have the Cowboys the week after that. And Micah Parsons is probably the favorite for yeah. defensive player of the year right now. So who knows? What, they have Cooper Rush at quarterback, but who knows if Dak is back at that point? And then I mean, the, the Rams schedule is really, really, really difficult. They have Tampa Bay, I think, a few weeks after that. It's it's not easy. So if, if they can get a win against a team that they've historically, with McVay, been had success against, it would it would be a very good thing. That you got to get your wins when you can get them, and this is one of those weeks. I think you're right. It's definitely a tough schedule for the Rams and um, Stafford having shoulder issues and things like that that I've read about what what do you think about that have you seen and heard about that um from what I've heard it's um it's I think been a very overblown by 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 the media I think there's something there he did have he did have elbow surgery they were monitoring monitoring it but um it was something that he dealt with at at the end of last year too and I think when it comes to Matthew Stafford we all know how tough he is I mean his most infamous moment is is in his career, maybe outside the Super Bowl, is leading the Detroit Lions to a comeback with a broken collarbone. Like he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a tough player, and he's going to play, play play through some pain. So um, I, th- I think it is over overblown a little bit. Something to monitor as the season goes on. But um, I, I, yeah, I don't think it's, it'll have a huge effect in this game. I think you're right that it, those things do get overblown, um, especially when you're reading a bias piece too, which is a lot of what I end up reading. <laughs> but uh, one thing that I do think is currently overblown 
but something to watch is Stafford's interception rate. Not so good right now, um, but it's only week three's played two games. So I don't know. That's where yeah, I'm I mean, like, he, 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 needs to clean, he does need to clean those up. And I mean, when it, and it went, like, thankfully, um, it's going to be interesting because I think the Cardinals offense has turned the ball over or they're tied for the tied for turning the ball over the least right now. And the Rams defense are tied for their turning the ball over the, the, the most on defense with the, they have their tied for the most turnovers on defense. And, um, kind of, you know, how, 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 how does that match up? And yeah, I mean, if the Rams are going to win games against these good teams, Stafford can't be turning the ball, turning the ball over. We saw during the playoffs what he's capable of, but he also has that sort of, you know, Brett Favre type gunslinger mentality where he's going to trust his arm more than he probably should sometimes. And, and that's been the case so far this season. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I, um, ugh, I don't know. I just feel so bad when we, when we pile on and it's only been two games to kind of view, but at the same time, as fans of the opposing team, you find something to hang on. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, there's that shoulder injury, Blaine, you know, all about it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then you could be like, Kyler's really short. Very short. Shortest player in the NFL. He's, yeah, he's Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Donald's going to eat him alive on Sunday. That's for sure. Ah, it's gonna be fun do you have speaking of Aaron Donald do you have matchups between these two teams that you're excited to see clash or any exciting uh same team stacks that you're excited to see explode um so I'm curious to see what the Rams do in the run game this week um last week they came up with this really crazy package putting Ben Skoranek a wide receiver at fullback and it, it really kind of got the run game going a little bit so I'm, I'm curious to see if um if they deploy that again this week but as far as just just matchups go um I mean the, the Cardinals linebackers have been extremely rough in, in coverage um vigil i think has allowed the six most receptions and seventh most yards among linebackers uh simmons hasn't looked great in coverage and and, and collins uh collins as well all, all three of them just they, they've been exploited a lot and, and just look lost sometimes in coverage and um so i i'm kind of looking for you know tyler higby he had he had his most receptions last week he, he had seven receptions which is his most since that incredible run that he went on at the end of 2020 where like going into 2021 people like thought he was gonna be this huge fantasy tight end and that never really came to fruition but i think last week getting involved in the offense was um was a good sign for him and then Darrell henderson um I, I, I kind of like this. I, I like to stay away from Rams running backs in fantasy football right now, just because I really, you really don't know what to expect. But um, Drell Henderson, I believe, has the second most routes ran among running backs, and I think with that, with those linebackers, um, and, and and just their ability and coverage right now, I think Henderson is a really good, a really good wide receiver, and that's a matchup I think McVay could look to exploit. And uh, Cooper Cup is an absolute monster in the slot, and slot in, in over the middle of the field, which is where those linebackers play. So I, I, I could see McVay definitely targeting that area with arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah, agreed. I, I don't think anybody would say that he's not the best wide receiver in the league. I, I feel like that is a very true statement, um, which is really interesting when you talk about daily fantasy, um, which I can get into because I am heavily involved in daily fantasy but I'll get there in a minute. I'm really excited to continue to see 
Dorch play because I've mentioned this. That's former uh, Rams right, Dorch. Really? I didn't even know that. This is the funniest part. I'm like, nobody had him on their radar. Um, and then week one and week two, and now we're going into week three. It's it's a great play. It's a exciting and fun when you see somebody that you're not used to seeing out on the field just explode. It makes it a, a really fun game. I say fun a lot because it's so much fun. Yes, yes, it is. It's very, very fun. Uh, so I, I think the, the Cardinals wide receivers could have some fun against this, this Rams secondary. The Rams defensive backs, uh, Troy Hill um, will miss this game because he, he the Rams just put him on IR. He suffered an injury last week. Uh, Jalen Ramsey hasn't been at his usual all-pro level. Um, teams have been, been able to get past him vertically. And, I mean, Greg Dorch, he kind of – he has that speed. Um, and same with same with Hollywood Brown. So I can see the Rams – or not the Rams. I can see the Cardinals looking to attack the – um, the Rams, the Rams sec- Ram secondary vertically, and possibly, possibly having some success. Yeah, that's kind of what I I'm thinking as well, and especially when there are so many options now downfield. A lot of times, I think teams are going to be looking for Ertz to catch that end zone pass when it could end up being Dorch, which has been a lot of the case recently. Um, and not to mention Hollywood Brown. I, I think that's true. And to touch on what you said about the Rams run game, like I'm I'm excited and interested to see that as well because it hasn't been um, – there haven't been that many rushing yards uh, to date. So um, I think passing to Cup is probably their best option, like you mentioned. <laughs> Arguably the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a crazy concept. Get get the ball into the into your best player's hands. Like, who who would have thought? And I could exactly. definitely definitely see, definitely see McVay looking looking to looking to do that this week. I think it's hard when I can't imagine trying to be the defensive coordinator where you know you need to cover Cooper Cup, and the you have a a, a capable running back you have a capable run game. So you don't want to like let off of it because then they're, you know, give opportunity to run. I just get so nervous. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think for the, for the Cardinals, like, like, like what do you do? You, you, you get pressure on Stafford, like, like the bills did in week one. Um, I mean, the Rams offensive line, they're without Andrew Whitworth this year. They're, they're struggling with injuries up front. They, they're playing their third string right guard really um, on, on the right side. And, um, yeah, it's if, if if the Cardinals want want to want to disrupt that that Rams passing game and, and shut down Cooper Cup, it starts up front. And um, I mean, JJ, J, J, I think the Cardinals are undefeated with JJ Watt in the regular season. So um, if if they can get some pressure on Stafford and and force him into some some mistakes, it's it's could be could could be good for him. I think so too. I think. Um, gosh, I keep saying the same thing. It's just going to be a really fun game. It's going to be. A good game to watch, um, and I'm excited. I had some feedback. Some people are wanting to hear more about betting and more about the spread. And um, because I was traveling um, yesterday, I didn't spend as much time looking at those things like I wanted to. But when it comes to your daily fantasy, um, I think Cooper Cup, is a good option. He's an expensive option if you're one of those who play 
daily fantasy and there are less expensive options. But if you're trying to solely score a mess of points, that should be the anchor of your team there. Cooper Cup, you'll probably get 30 points, uh, daily fantasy points out of him. That's been the standard thus far, but you're going to pay big. You can make that up slightly by putting someone like Dorch on your lineup as well, who will get points too. But he's not as cheap as he's been in week one and week two. So it's a balancing act when we're talking about DFS, but it's interesting because those two players have come up on my radar in my writings um, for DraftKings just yesterday. And then here we are talking Rams Cardinals today. But that's how I've been balancing my daily fantasy lineup is those two players actually. So we talked, you don't play a ton of daily fantasy, if at all. And do you do any sports betting at all, Blaine? Are you in, into I, it? I, I, I'll bet this. I'll, I'll, I'll bet the spreads. I, I, I do like sometimes I'll, I'll venture into 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 player stat lines and stuff and, and bet, bet the spreads on those. But in D, DFS, I have not had a lot of success with it, so I, I try to stay away. But sport, sports betting, I mean, if if there's a game I really don't care about, one way to care a lot about is put some money on that game. So that's just typically typically what I do to on um on a Sunday in a game on a like even like like tonight with the with the um. Browns and Steelers, I'll probably throw, throw some money in that game. So I have something, 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 something to, to do. Yeah, something to do. Yep. <laughs> something to do other than watch casually. Yes. <laughs> I know it's my favorite. Uh, before the show, and and before you popped in, actually, I was chatting with the production crew here at um, the Sick Podcast, and Underdog came up. So when I'm working in California. I don't get to do prop bets like I can when I'm here at home in Arizona. So I discovered underdog like a lot of people have now. And you can do these pickums, which are essentially the prop bets. So I can bet if Kyler Murray's going to rush, you know, more than 50 yards higher or lower. I guess that's how they get around it. But man, it is fun. It is addictive, children. So bet responsibly of course of course yes bet, bet, bet responsibly and uh have, have fun with bet responsibly that, that's the message have you taken a look at underdog ever i haven't i stick with i stick with DraftKings. um i i've I, I do have some friends some friends that play play underdog and i just i haven't uh, I, I try to keep everything in one in one place or if I, if I have too many things going on to too many different places, it gets a lot to, <laughs> lot to keep track of. It is a lot to keep track of, but I will say it is fun. It's really fun. And if you haven't had like with traditional DFS, you might try underdog DFS because it's like a draft. You draft your lineup. It's really fun. And, and if you can do it in like in states that don't, or that sports betting isn't isn't allowed yet. Like I was in California, I was in California for yeah. week one, and, and I was trying to trying to bet those spreads, and I got the message: you're in a state that doesn't allow sports betting. I was so disappointed, but um, you know, I'll keep, keep I'll keep underdog in mind for for times you like well, absolutely, because that's my little workaround and keeps my my uh, habits at bay, I guess. 
Um, but yeah, sports betting, I love it. Uh, today I'll try and tweet out some of my favorite props for this game and um, take a look at the spread, see if there's anything worth teasing. I'll let you guys know. I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to research that prior to jumping in here with Blaine. Um, Blaine, do you have any other things that you want to say about this upcoming matchup? Smack talk or stats or anything? I'll just say that, you know, Sean McVay has owned Cliff Clingsbury since he's been in the league. I, I, the, I was in Arizona last week for, for, for the matchup, and that was so exciting watching Van Jefferson catch the deep pass from, from Stafford to kind of blow that game open there in the second half. And um, I, 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 see the, I see the Rams uh, kind of tearing down the Cardinal season uh, the, 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 this Sunday, and, and the Cardinals start to kind of avalanche over the next couple of weeks. So we'll, we'll see. Ooh. Yes. That is bleak. That is a bleak outlook. But I like it. I like your boldness. Very bold takes there. Um, I see it being close. But in each team's momentum shifts, I think, plays in favor of the Cardinals. I think it will be close. But I see the Cardinals squeaking out a sneaky victory um, hopefully it's not just wishful thinking, but actual sports knowledge. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause that's what we all have. Sports. That's, knowledge. that's, what, that's what we have. Yeah. We're, 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 all, we're full of knowledge. We're full of sports knowledge. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so silly. Thank you so much, Blaine, for being my guest today. It was so much fun. Um, I hope we can do this again sometime soon. Yeah, I mean, thankfully the Rams and Cardinals play twice a year, so, yes. so maybe, maybe for the next one, yes. Absolutely. I'm going to put it on the calendar already. Um, and also I want to thank everyone who watches, who's subscribed, who's liked, who's left comments. Uh, I've had plenty of people tweet at me and DM really helpful information for me as I'm trying to make this a better podcast. So thank you so much. Specifically today, I'll shout out my friend Bill and my friend Andrew, both of whom sent me links and visual aids for like what they'd like to see on the show. So more of that, you guys um, find me at Kelly and Phoenix, find Blaine at B Greasek DTR. There it is. Got <laughs> it. Yay. Um, And we're here and open, I'm sure, to chit-chatting. And also, if you have any requests for the show, hit up SickPod Kelly and the team there. We'll be happy to uh, pass it on, oblige, chit-chat. I don't know. Let's find out. See you Tuesday when we recap the show. Again, thank you, Blaine. Thank you, production crew. That's it. Bye. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.